All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another week of the Football Lab Podcast. As always, I'm Corey, joined by Jared and Adam. Week one is in the books, and it was a wild one. Yeah, it was a good time. That was one of the best week ones in a while. College football is back, that is for sure. Um, all right, quick, what's everybody's favorite game from the weekend? Uh, the backyard brawl was pretty awesome. Um, Appalachian that, State. That was that game was wild. Wait, which one was that? App State and UNC. UNC sixty points in the fourth quarter. Dude, yeah, that game was insane. Um, the <laughs> the NC State uh, East Carolina game was awesome. Yeah, the Houston Houston, Houston UTSA game was great. Yeah. Um, Old Dominion Virginia Tech was awesome. Yeah. LSU Florida State was good. Yeah. It was a good game. I mean, it uh, was a crazy game, and I know it sucked for you. <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But I don't know if anybody saw the Rutgers Boston College game. That was also a great one. Yeah. I was I was locked into that game. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> that one was a lot of fun to watch. Oh, the Florida-Utah uh, game was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Uh, Cincy-Arkansas was pretty good. It I didn't watch a was, whole lot of that one. It wasn't as close as the other ones. It was still it was fairly good. Um, Penn State-Purdue was good. Purdue just refusing to run the football with three minutes left. <laughs> all right, well, we'll get into all those. Um, the biggest news, really, over the last week is that the playoffs will be expanding to 12 teams starting in 2024. Um your top four conference winners all get automatic or get first round buys and all conference winners, power five conference winners get an automatic bid. Yeah. And none of that is set in stone. It just the only thing that is, is it will be 12 teams. Right. Right. Well, that so, was always the hang up too, is how does it work? Yeah. Um, you really got to wait and see what happens with the fact 12. Yeah. Conference for the realignment is going to make it weird because the way they kind of, kind of have it set up now is because you had a lot of at-large teams that were starting to play well and those teams have all joined conferences with the exception of BYU Fresno State um, they're kind of hanging out there I mean BYU is joining the Big 12 next year oh are they yeah. I didn't realize they were in that as well yeah yeah, yeah. it's them Cincinnati Houston and uh, UCF so so your group of five teams are going to end up being hot garbage making the playoffs maybe depends how much depends on how much more expansion there is really yeah um i'm i mean i, I see no negatives to a 12 team playoff i know a lot of people I are like either. well the games won't be competitive like yeah but all it's going to take is that one upset and that one cinderella run and then we're all going to be like all right yeah this was this was a good idea well the first thing i saw just because and I won't go into it too deep, was just like the Georgia-Oregon game. They're like, this is what number one versus number 11 would look like. And it's like, eh. That's, but that's, that's a preseason poll. Yeah, there's that preseason rankings. Like last year, Baylor wasn't ranked in the top 25, but if they would have made it into the playoffs, hell, they could have made the final. Yeah, for sure. it would have been a lot, lot of good games. But also, like you cannot forget Boise State, Oklahoma, Fiesta Bowl. Like that, that can happen, right? Well, you know the committee's if if there's multiple SEC teams that are going to get in, the committee's probably going to overload one side with SEC teams, so it's not an SEC versus SEC championship. Yeah, they'll kill each other off. Yeah, I mean that would make the most sense. It'll be obvious that that's the way they're handling it, but that's what they're probably going to end up doing. Same thing with the Big Ten; if they get two schools in, they'll probably be on the same side. 
I don't know if I would hate that. I mean, I, I'm fine with there being a lot of parody. But, I mean, I, to me, it's an it's a positive all around because you get schools that normally aren't going to make a playoff; they get a chance. You get um, more exposure for these teams, in theory, more money. You're going to get playoff games on home campuses. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I don't understand the people saying that it's going to make games during the season mean less. I feel like this makes more games mean more across many different teams. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I agree with all, that. All the games that we're talking about, the App State-UNC game, Cincy-Arkansas, the backyard brawl with West Virginia and Pitt. I, I, I was into watching all of those. I mean, Clemson and Georgia Tech, that was not a great game, but I was all into it. I mean, Ohio State versus Notre Dame, it was a double-digit win for Ohio State, but it's still a very entertaining game. Yeah, just injected straight into my veins. I won it all. <clears throat> yeah, dude, I even like the crappy games. Yeah, I mean, it's all good. All um, good. So injury news, both good and bad. Sam Hartman has been medically cleared. He had uh, blood clot issues. Yep. Um, there is a chance he could be back as a starter this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, that could be huge. Uh, as of right, I mean, from what I saw on Twitter, he's going to start. Uh, I, the initial reports were he's probably going to start, but, yeah, I think I think he's going to end up starting. Um, yeah, bad good for him, news. though. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. This is uh, – it's not quite like sick kid, but it's it's right there. Yeah. Um, and negative injury news: Mason Smith is done for the year. Uh, Jackson's Jackson Smith and Jigba is also going to be out for a couple of games. Yeah, they said his ended up not being as bad as they thought, though. Originally, they thought he was going to miss like six weeks or something. I think the last I heard was like four. Yeah, at the most, he may be back sooner. From what I was reading just a little bit ago. I mean, yeah. The Mason Smith one's tough, especially also, how it happened. Also, I mean, I guess if you're a wide receiver at a school, like Ohio State's got nothing to worry about. They got, they've got they got all the guys at wide receiver. Right. So. Yeah, if there's one position they're probably very stacked at, it is wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so week one is just, just in the books and players are starting to hit the transfer portal and an Auburn wide receiver, Louisiana tech running back, uh, North Carolina running back and an, uh, Oklahoma linebacker all entered the portal today. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. The, the, the UNC running back and Auburn wide receiver and the Oklahoma linebacker kind of blow my mind. The LA Tech running back, it just seems like he can't figure out where he wants to be. That's true. Yeah, for- this is his second transfer in like two years. Yeah, this is, I mean, not to crap on this kid, but it's kind of like Eric yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, I don't know the situation, but. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, but that's what Eric Gilbert was last year. Went from I mean, LSU, uh, look to at, uh, LSU to Georgia. You remember Ishmael Softscher? No. He's a defensive lineman from Louisiana. He was a five star, uh, I think, in 2019. He went to Bama. He he committed to Bama, left Bama to go to USC, and then he left uh, South Carolina. I mean, not South Carolina, Southern California, and then left USC, and now he's at some like junior college. That's crazy. Yeah, he just can't figure out what he wants to do with his life. Um, so it's interesting to see if we have you know more players enter during the middle of the year. I mean, realistically, I mean. For most of these guys, you're an injury two or two away from getting a shot to play. 
Yeah, I mean, you must know for a fact you're not going to get in, so you just bail. I mean, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, and ESPN College Game Day news that uh, Pat McAbee is joining the uh, joining the crew effective immediately. He'll be there this weekend. Uh, apparently, he's going to stop doing uh, SmackDown short term. Yeah, uh, that's kind of crazy, but I guess this is like their color commentator to take over for Lee Corso. <laughs> I mean, I watch game day just because I've always watched game day, and I don't sit there and watch it religiously. Like, I put it on, and I do stuff around the house, and then, you know, it's just background noise for the most part. Yeah. But it's just not really that good. Yeah, to me, game day just signals, like, this is probably going to be the best game of the week. It's not always that way, but... A lot of times they're at one of the better games of the week. Right. Well, I mean, and, but as far as actually sitting down and watching it, like I like to hear what they have to say, but there's a lot of fluff pieces now. There's just a lot of, yeah, it's not great. I mean, yeah. Herb Street's okay. I don't mind Herb Street. I don't really mind Pollock all that much either. Yeah. Corso needs to go. Corso's got to go. Uh, Desmond, take it or leave it. I don't really care. Desmond's on drugs. I don't understand. <laughs> His playoff Final Four is out there. Yeah, like I like Herb Street. I like Chris Fowler. I like um, Reese Davis. I like Pollock. Eh, Reese Davis is okay. I can I, do with that Reese Davis too. I mean, but I enjoy, I like I enjoy when they call games. Like I don't just sit there like can't stand to listen to them. Lee Corso is just eighty-seven, and he's had a good run, man. And he can, I guess he can stay as long as he wants. I don't know. It's just hard to see him out there sometimes. Well, it's just – and the thing I noticed Saturday when I was watching is whenever he starts talking, like, he only talks to Herb Street. I don't know if it's just, like, the only one he trusts, but he just, like, he just like locks in on Herb Street and just keeps talking. I think I think it's just uh, – Familiarity thing? Well, that, and I think Herb Street has been charged with almost, like – I don't want to say babysitting. I mean, it's kind of what it is, though. It, yeah. If he if he's just like keep him on track, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like he's the, he's the only one that Corso trusts because he's I mean he's the only one that's been there a while. Yeah, and Corso and Herb Street loves him. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. It's like a father figure. So um, I wish Bear didn't have as much TV time as he does. I don't really care for that guy. Yeah, he. I don't understand where he even came from. He was like a producer or something. Yeah, he's been around forever now, but I, I've just I don't. I don't care for it. You should go back to the days where they would just show him and he would have his picks behind him and that's that's it. He wouldn't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. That's that's okay. But yeah, it's just not the same game day as it used to be. It's it, it's like I said, it usually signals one of the better games, if not the best game of the week. But Well I mean, you gotta remember you know, four or five years ago Fox didn't have their own show. I think they're the only ones that really have one now, but there wasn't competition. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and then with the TV deals coming in, you wonder how much, I mean, how much of an impact they're going to have. I mean, I guess they'll sign with somebody. Like they're going to keep going to these games. Yeah, I mean, ESPN can't really afford. I, I don't know. Maybe they will, but I don't. I mean, I figure this is probably one of their better watched shows. Yeah, it has to be right. I mean, there's they're like. Their whole I mean, format is garbage outside of just televising games. Well, yeah, I mean, the only places they're watching first take in the morning are barbershops and sports bars and places like that. Yeah, 100%. Like, I, I will never just sit down and watch ESPN anymore. It just gets so old so fast. I, I mean, 
especially first take. Stephen A. Smith is an idiot. <laughs> yeah, Stephen A. Smith. They've got that Mad Dog guy they're rolling out now. That dude just. Well, it's just I mean, it's a battle between Stephen A. Skip and Colin Cowherd, who can just say the most absurd thing to get, you know, a reaction these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I mean, there's a difference between saying something just to get views for people to like start a conversation, and then there's just some disrespectful shit. <laughs> That is true. That is true. And they're just saying disrespectful shit. Like they don't even they don't care. I guarantee you they don't believe like seventy percent of the stuff they say. Well you well, can 70%, tell seventy percent is probably a little high. I don't know, man. You can see them say it and you can just see the look in their face. I mean they, they don't believe it. They can't even look at each other without like smirking. <laughs> it's like I have to say this. I don't believe it. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to game reviews. Uh so for people that listened last year, it's going to be a little different this year. We're not going to spend 10 minutes talking about our team's games because there's three of us now. Um, so we're just going to take a little bit longer to review those during game reviews, but the 10 minute monologues are gone. Um, yeah. So obviously the most important, impressive performance of the weekend, Georgia absolutely curb stomped Oregon. Ah, yeah. I did not see that coming. Uh, I thought it was going to be, I, th- I thought Georgia would win. That was, I mean, I thought that, but at the same token, I just, you never know what you're going to get. But Georgia looks legit on both sides of the ball. They don't I mean, have the all-world defense, uh, but they are fast. They are fast, fast. Stetson was out there looking like I was playing with him in NCAA 14. He put up 250 yards pass in the first half. Yeah, he was also Stequavius Bennett is who he was that day. <laughs> I mean, he was he on was, fire. Yeah, that's the best game he's ever had. He had six. Ever. In- yeah, I think he had six incompletions. It was either six or four, and two of them were throwaways, which that has always been his biggest issue is trying to be the hero. And now he's making smart plays. He's reading, and there's just dudes everywhere. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, Darnell Washington is entirely too big to move as well as he does. <laughs> yeah, Darnell went viral. 6'7", I mean, 270, hurdling people. He's I mean, you are so stacked to tight end. Eric Gilbert can't even really get on the field. Yeah, Eric Gilbert, who is probably the most physically gifted tight end. He's still projected the, to be a first-round pick. Yeah, yeah. Didn't see the field to the fourth quarter. Uh, and I was looking up stuff to see if there was, like, grumblings of him being upset or him, um, you know, wanting to transfer or things like that. Because I was like, I can't believe he didn't get into the fourth quarter. And apparently he's completely bought in, and he is determined to get his time in and earn it. So – it's a complete 180 of who this kid was last year. And I don't know all of what he was dealing with, but aside from that, I think he's going to get his chance eventually, probably as soon as this week, because we're playing Sanford. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you'll get, I mean, obviously, yeah, he'll get time in the throwaway games, but I mean, yeah, if you have like special packages for him and you go up and, you know, drop 14 on Oregon early, maybe you save those for a later date and just, you know, tell him, Hey, you know, you know, you've got these packages. We're just not going to run them today. Yeah, I, I could see them like in the upcoming like Tennessee game, Florida. I mean, Tennessee right. this year is not till the end of the season, which is a bit later than normal. Um, but yeah, Georgia looks crazy. They look crazy good. It's those those stacked recruiting classes are showing through. Uh, had a couple of true freshmen starting on defense. Uh, Malachi Starks looks like he's going to be a dude playing all over the place. He led the team in tackles. Had a crazy pick. 
but yeah, it's truly impressive performance. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a week one Georgia performance against a ranked opponent, even though it's a preseason ranking. Oregon's still not a cupcake team by default. No, I mean, y'all beat him worse than LSU beat him in, like, 2011. Yeah. LSU dominated that game. I do I do want to say that I think Bo Nix was probably partially – it made it worse. <laughs> I, you don't want to throw your true freshman quarterback out there, but Ty Thompson might have had a better shot than Bo. Dude, that's just – that's Bo Nix for you, man. It is feast or famine. Yeah, and he, he plays his worst games against Georgia, and he's 0-4. He's going to have nightmares about Georgia for the rest of his life. Uh, especially when he gets drafted by the Falcons. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't you put it past the Falcons. They'll, they will <laughs> so do it. Oh, man. Um, All right. Well, well, well this would be that. the spot where we talk about the Alabama game, but Adam is taking care of an angry child, from what I understand. Um, I did not watch this game. I don't even really think I saw highlights of this game. Bama scores 55 and Utah scores nothing. Or Utah State scores nothing. Yeah, the it, this is something we talked about earlier. Um, Utah, Utah State and Oregon both ran really rapid-fire offenses. Bama and UGA won neither. Neither one registered a sack. They're the only SEC teams to not register a sack. But Bama looked – they looked like Bama. I mean, their defense – Utah State's offense last year was ranked 16th in the country. And they, they could – I think they got two first downs the entire game. Like, Bama's defense is for real. And we'll find out this week. Their offense is just the same. And, I don't put much right. stock into them, this game. Do what now? I don't put a whole lot of stock into this game. Into the Utah State game? Yeah. Dude, they just looked apart, though. They They – they beat them like they should have. So, oh yeah, well I'm never like, I don't ever think Bama's going to struggle with a, you know, an FCS team. That's just not. I mean, I mean, not even a group of five team. I mean, their only real struggles are going to come against power five teams. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see against Texas. I'm picking them to blow Texas out. I, that's what I think is going to happen. But we'll see. I got Texas to keep it close, but I'm probably wrong. Um. One of the more embarrassing losses of the weekend, Florida State beats LSU uh, on a blocked extra point. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, not super happy with the result. Uh, there's a lot of things that didn't go great. Um, actually, I'm, I'm going to take a second to do this real quick. I told myself I would, so I am. So when we started the podcast, I promised my parents I would stop cussing so much. So if you're offended by coarse language, I would strongly encourage you to not listen to the next 30 seconds to one minute of the podcast. Um, but I'm just going to say something real quick. So this is your warning now. If you're a fan of any team, I don't care who you root for. I don't care if you bet money on the game. I don't care. If your first instinct is to go on social media and send threats to players after they lose a game, go fuck yourself. You're a piece of shit. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. That's bullshit. Shouldn't be talking to people like that. People you don't know. So, fuck you. Um, so, yeah. Not a great game. Um, Jaden Daniels, I mean, he did what he could. The offensive line didn't look great. We couldn't run the ball. Defense couldn't get a stop on third down. And special teams looked like shit. So, great game all around. So, from an outside perspective looking in, 
to me, that was probably one of the worst games I've ever seen LSU play. And I'm not saying this to piss you off. It's just, it was rough, like just didn't orchestrate. But the fact that y'all just kept coming back, I thought more than once y'all were going to win that game. When they fumbled the ball, I was like, oh yeah, we got this. I I could not fathom FSU beating y'all. It just just the, the way it was going. It just like, okay, LSU shot themselves in the foot. They got to get back up. They're, you know, you're driving the ball on them. You're, and, and I don't know what's going on with some of your players. I mean, I hate it for neighbors, but he struggled. And I don't know if that's just, you know, not being focused, game, getting in his head, whatever. But Boots, Katron Booty looked upset. Like he just, I don't know. It didn't look like the same guy from last year to me. I think he was upset that he dropped the touchdown on the first throw to him. And I think he, he got aggravated that he wasn't getting the ball more. But, I mean, the, early in the game, it was a lot of deep routes. And he just – Jaden Daniels just didn't have time to wait for those routes to develop. I mean, the defensive line was all over him. Well, I think um, you saw 100% too why Jaden Daniels is your quarterback. Right, because, uh, yeah, if it had been Nussmeyer, he would have taken like 20 sacks. Um, if it had been Miles Brennan, good Lord, he'd be dead. Yeah, and you know, and we've talked about this through the whole week. Like it was, I know it sucked. Um, every coach when they get to their first job, oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Saban lost to Louisiana. Saban lost to UAB when he was at LSU, and lost to ULM when he was at Bama. Kirby lost to Vandy, Alcar- Vandy, and uh, Te- Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. Yeah, I mean, it, it happens. I mean, your first year is always going to be a little rough. Um, can't think of one. I mean, I can't think of very many coaches that came in to a situation like this and were able to just automatically start beating everybody. It just doesn't really happen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not freaking out. I mean, I think a, for the perspective of a lot of LSU fans, we thought we were further along than we actually are. We got a lot of work to do. Uh, we're not going to blow it all up after one year. Um, it's completely different than the whole Ed situation. Um, I mean, it's the difference between getting to play in week zero and not getting to play in week zero. Honestly, I was going to say that is one thing that, especially early on, uh, that, that makes it tough. Those teams that have had a week to play, even if it is a cupcake school versus those teams that this is their first game. So, you know, the drop punts, like the first one, I don't really blame him because there was a defender like literally in his face, like right before he was supposed to catch the ball. The second one shouldn't happen. The first one, I don't, I don't really put the fault on him. Like, I was surprised they didn't call, you know, catch kick or catch kick interference because that dude was like right on top of him. I think the second one he probably got in his own head. Oh, for sure, he for sure did. Um, all right, so moving on, uh, Penn State and Purdue. Penn State uh, wins a close one, thirty-five, thirty-one. Purdue had every chance in the world to win this game. Had the ball with three minutes left, and they just kept throwing it. Yeah. I, and that was after Purdue had a pick six to go ahead. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know what Purdue was doing. I mean, I understand not being able, like not trusting your offense to run the ball, but I mean, shit, give it a try. Yeah. Also, like I realize this is week one for these teams. I am concerned about Penn State. I don't think. I, you know, I, ultimately, I think Penn State's uh, – Eight and four to six and six every year team under Franklin. 
Well, that's oh, he's never going to turn the corner. If I was a Penn State fan, I would be upset about Franklin's contract with this performance because yeah, this is, this and is, Mel Tucker. This is this is what you're going to get for sure. That is a James Franklin football team for sure. Uh huh. Yeah, and he's been there long enough that Penn State should be up there in the conversations that we're having about UGA, Bama, OSU, Michigan. They should be. Yeah, they should be in the Michigan portion of the equation by now. Yeah, they should be up there, and they're not even close. Mm-mm. They're going backwards, and they've got the same quarterback they've had for half a decade now. <laughs> wow, we think that, but it's just all their quarterbacks look the same. It's just Sean Clifford, different versions of it. Yeah, I mean, it's basically <laughs> Tracy McSorley still. <laughs> I mean, you're right. You're right. Uh, I can't think of another school that just like rolls out. Or the only other school I can think of would be like BYU, where they just roll out basically the same quarterback every year. He just has just, a last name. Let's just go to the church and find a 26-year-old strapping young man. No doubt. <laughs> um, the game that really kicked off week one, uh, Pitt wins a nail-biter against West Virginia off of a crazy like 30 seconds where they score, even get a pick six, and it's just – and West Virginia almost scores on the very last play. And, I mean, it's just a wild game. So this is where JT Daniels uh, transferred from Georgia to West Virginia – and I honestly thought JT Daniels played a pretty solid game. He looked it, good. He looked good, but it was a crazy stat. These are both former USC quarterbacks that yep. transferred. One, Kendon Slovis went to Pitt. JT Daniels went to Georgia and then to West Virginia. Yep. Pretty sure like uh, two years ago, either 2019 or 2020, was when JT Daniels got hurt and Caden Slovis uh, was the guy who replaced him. Yep, and he never got his job back. That's why he transferred to Georgia. Yep. And um, it's hard to say who looked better. They both looked pretty good. I'm not a huge fan of Pitt's offense. Not I'm being either. 100% honest. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it does throughout the year. I don't think it's going to hold up. See, I don't have them being That's Tennessee. the kind of offense, like, if you if you feel like you have a really good defense, that's the kind of offense that can win you games. And it's it's not super traditional, like, Eye back, run it down your throat, play action. I mean, they do lean on the pass more than they do the run. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to keep an eye on it because um, it's interesting because this is similar to what we talked about previously where a team was going to revert back to more of like a power run game. I didn't necessarily mean for it to be eye back under center power run, but <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And the other thing is Pitt, I think one of their strengths is going to be their defensive line. They it's always, a little, it's <laughs> always a strength. Yeah, but they, they really got a good defensive line. Uh, and I think it was kind of – it made the difference because West Virginia could not hold them back. You know, JT Daniels is having to make these throws, and his receivers, good night. Well, is, was it West Virginia that had the guy who was a tight end playing running back? Yeah. Yeah, that guy looked great. Yeah. He – um, yeah, I mean, he, he was doing a great job. I mean, he had – I think he was a true freshman. That's why. Yeah, he was like they said in the, on the broadcast. He was like the 150th ranked tight end coming out of Florida, <laughs> uh, and they just like, oh, we'll put him in running back, and he's a beast. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I don't know why they didn't use him more. They kept going back to the other guy. The other guy is much faster, much shiftier. Obviously, he's a running back. He probably knows more of the plays. But probably man, just felt more comfortable with him handling the ball, not turning it over. Yeah, I'm sure, but every, 
you breathed on that kid and he fell over. Like he was just it's true. He was so light. I mean, they would just reach a hand out, tackle him. Yeah, yeah. He just had no power to him. And the other guy was just like, it's it like a sledgehammer through a wall. He was just, he would just burst <laughs> through the line. And okay. they, they would catch him. Yeah, he was the Kool Aid man. <laughs> but it was 20 yards. He'd only make it about 20 yards where somebody caught him. But he was doing that like every time he every got the ball. Well, every time he, he just, ball. I think they should have gave it to him more at the end. No, I agree. Um, Ohio State uh, beats Notre Dame. Uh, Notre Dame was up at half and then just basically shut Notre Dame down in the second half. Notre Dame offense lost all life. Yeah, I, I will have to say, I think Notre Dame's defense is pretty decent. Uh, they threw a lot of looks at Ohio State, and I think that's probably one of the reasons for the low score. Um, I don't I don't think C.J. Young knew exactly what to do. Uh, Smith and Jigba getting hurt definitely didn't help things. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the Notre Dame defense is good. I mean, they've got a lot of talent. Uh, Freeman's a good defense coordinator. He's proven that. And I said, yeah, um, I meant Stroud. I yeah, <laughs> I know. I knew who you meant. Um, I, the more concerning thing to me is Notre Dame's complete lack of wide receivers. Yeah, yeah. They don't They don't have a way to move the ball down the field when they got to. So when they got behind, I mean, as soon as they got behind, looking at it now, it's kind of over. Yeah, uh, you just kept trying to throw it to the tight end, and there's only so many tight end passes you can call. Hey, and I'll have to give it to Ohio State. Their uh, their defense looks much better than last year. Yeah, hiring Jim Knowles appeared to be the right move. It does appear to be the right move. I mean, one of the things that they kept doing was just moving people around and made it hard for the Notre Dame quarterback to make reads. I mean, he looks like he's going to be pretty good. He just – there was nothing there, and he didn't have much time to th- – to do anything with no, the second half, they're all over him. That defensive tackle, fifty-one. I don't, I don't know his name, but man, he was in the backfield a lot. Yeah. It's it looked like a Bama dude. <laughs> um, Florida upsets Utah at home. Uh, this game was very close to going the other way. Oh yeah, like one yard. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it just Utah doesn't have the ability to run it on an SEC team, I guess. Well, they didn't really have time to run it either. They were running out of time at the end. They had to, they kind of had to throw it. I know, but they got down there three times and Florida stopped them. Yeah, that is true. That is true. Um, but yeah, the last one, I think they probably made the right call with the throw because it gives you two plays. Um, he just threw it to the wrong dude. <laughs> uh, the guy got knocked over. Yeah. Whether it was a penalty or not, now I'll let you debate that for yourselves. Um, yeah, Anthony look legit. Um, uh, Anthony Richardson did look legit, though. That's the best I've seen him look yet. Yeah, I mean, he's a kind of like a, I don't want to say like a Tebow-Newton hybrid. I, I've been hearing that a lot. I, I think that's probably a good comparison. Not the greatest thrower of the ball, but very confident. Thrower. He's got a strong arm. I don't think he he's does. as accurate as Cam was when Cam was a senior. He's more accurate than Tebow was. Yeah, and he is. I think he's more athletic than. Both oh, he's of more them. athletic than Tebow. I think he's more athletic than both of them. Just speed, just straight, straight line speed. Probably straight line speed. I don't think. I mean, Cam. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the only thing he's. Got Cam was him. Cam was like a dump truck though. He was strong. Oh no, Tebow was the dump truck. Uh, that's fair too. Yeah, he was a fullback playing quarterback. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Arkansas beat Cincy 31 to 24. I didn't watch a whole lot of this game. I forget what other games were going on at this time, but it was not one I was playing paying super close attention to. So I tuned in a few times to this, and Arkansas got out, uh, I think, 21 to nothing at one point. And then Cincy started coming back. And the thing that concerned me is, you know, they've got all these linebackers like Bumper Pool. They had the kid transfer from Alabama up to Arkansas. Arkansas uh, linebackers did not do very well. Is Bumper Pool still there? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, this is last year. I think he's a super senior. Um, but the reason that Arkansas ended up beating Cincy, in my opinion, is just nobody can tackle KJ Jefferson. Yeah. He's just such a that dude. That's a dump truck. Yeah, that dude was just manballing people. Like he would <laughs> just shove a guy to the ground, pass it for five yards. Uh, wild, probably one of the wildest. Actually, probably the wildest game of the weekend. Uh, UNC beats App State in uh, overtime. Was it overtime? No, no, no. App State went for two and didn't get it. Uh, yeah, that's right. They scored sixty points in the fourth quarter with App State scoring forty of those, including like two touchdowns. I think it was. They App State was down seven with 30 seconds left. Or no, it was tied at 30 seconds. Then UNC returned an onside kick for a touchdown. Oh, yeah. Where they just UNC. they flattened the entire App State hands team. Yeah, just, just three pancake blocks. Boom, boom, just boom. flattened them. App State scores, and then we're tied up going to – we're tied up going into overtime. I mean, not overtime. Uh, App State went for two and doesn't get it. Yeah. Uh, UNC has no defense again. They got. They have all the offense in the world, but Mac Brown has forgotten that there are two sides to this football thing. Yeah, defense is overrated. Apparently, uh, 124 points were scored. It's crazy. Uh, surprisingly enough, 60 points in one quarter was actually not the record. I, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that's I don't understand how that's possible. But yes, somewhere. That's insane. <laughs> um, I didn't look up to see what the record was, but it, it wasn't the record. Uh, NC State beats ECU 21-20. Uh, ECU missed an extra point, and that was the decider in that one. That was a very entertaining game. It was very close. Well, it's even worse than that. ECU missed an extra point. And then somehow got the ball back, drove all the way down the field, and as time expired, the kicker missed like a twenty-six yard. Oh, I forgot goal. about that. Yeah, yeah. Geez. It may have been longer, but it was definitely doable, and he missed it. <laughs> and it's like one of those, like where they zoom in on the crowd. There's just a girl holding her cell phone, just like what? What? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> yeah, ECU should have won that game. NC State is not. They are overrated. Yeah. They are not good. They tried every which way they could to lose that game. Couldn't no doubt. Uh, Rutgers beats BC for Greg Chiano's first win back at his old school. <laughs> uh, this, is just a, this is basically a Big Ten game. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Um, it's just good times. Good times. That... Don't really have a lot of takeaways from it, but it was very entertaining to watch. Yeah. I mean, it's just a classic good football game. There wasn't anything crazy that happened necessarily. No, it was, yeah, just two teams just slugging it out. Uh, Clemson beats Georgia Tech on Monday night. I did not watch any of this game. Um, so let me – the box score does not tell you what happened. Um, Clemson has an all-world defense. Like their defense is for real, especially their defensive line. Uh, that defensive line is national championship worthy. They got to put in K Clubnick. DJU is not the answer. 
he they scored some points at the end. Georgia Tech looked they were just playing to get out of there, and they were just excited that they scored ten points on that Clemson defense. Right. It just didn't seem like they were that into the game. Like, well, the players were. Jeff Collins was just like wasting timeouts, just running the clock down. Like he just wanted to get out of there. Uh, but Cape Klubnik came in in the fourth quarter, had a couple of drives. He looks good. He looks really good. Like the offense just moves real smooth with him. He's making reads. He looks like he's already surpassed DJ Ukulele. <laughs> Um, Old Dominion upsets Virginia Tech 20 to 17. Mm. Um, Virginia I didn't, Tech. I didn't watch a lot of this one either. You think they're thinking about never scheduling Old Dominion again? <laughs> Probably so. Dude. This just, is two times in four years. Two yeah. times in four years. I mean, Jesus, man. You, um, can't, you can't lose to Old Dominion. <laughs> to me, one of the more surprising results of the weekend is Syracuse goes out and blasts Louisville 31 to 7. Yeah, it's going to be a long year for Louisville. It appears so. Good for Dino Baber who's trying to save his job over there. Yeah. Uh, Syracuse, I don't know. It could be a week one deal. I mean, you never know. But Louisville looks not good. Right. <laughs> um, Houston survives against UTSA in overtime. Um, I was kind of watching this one, not super closely, but it seemed like it was a very uh, entertaining game. Yeah, uh, I did learn some today. Houston apparently went against the metric and chose to go on offense first for overtime. I did see that too. Apparently, that um, so they've been they've been keeping track of this since its inception in 1996. It's 52 percent advantage to the team that goes on defense first. However, in the last seven years, it's been a 54 percent advantage to be on offense first. Okay. Apparently, Houston is the one that's done all this research on it. They chose to go on offense, and they won. So, any little advantage you can find, it could end up helping you win. Never pegged uh, Dana Holgerson as a big uh, analytics guy. Neither did I, but apparently that's what they were talking about after the game was over. Because they were like, why did you choose to go on offense first? No one ever does that. It's just like, our I analytics say different. My uh, magic eight ball on the sideline told me to. <laughs> <laughs> That could be his analytics for real. <laughs> but now, dude, uh, ask again later. Well, shit, I need to know the answer now. All right, we got to get on to the ultimate game of the week. <laughs> Iowa 7, San Diego State University 3. Not San Diego, <laughs> South Dakota State University. It's, it's, it's L.A. Monroe. <laughs> Monroe. Uh, I don't know why it's at San Diego State. Um, okay, so you're you're thinking to yourself, okay, Iowa scored a touchdown. No, no, no. That's not how they got the seven. No, they, they scored had, a touchdown the hardest way possible. They had two safeties and a field goal. Yeah, two safeties and a field goal. That has not been done since the year 2000. I mean, it's just <laughs> the Iowa offense continues to impress. I... The tweet, the tweet of the week for me, was someone because you know I don't know if a lot of people know this or not, but overlooking Iowa Stadium is a children's hospital. Right. Someone tweeted, "I can't believe you made those six ki- sick kids watch that game." Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! It's terrible. But I, I just cracked up at it. I don't understand how Iowa 
I mean, their defense is pretty good again. They have no offense. But is it, though? <laughs> That's fair. We're basing that on the South Dakota State. I, I'm kind of going back to last year as well because it's a lot of returning players. But it seems I, like they're, they're going to have a pretty good defense. I honestly and, and favorite no, no offense whatsoever. Yeah, that's what happens when you hire your son as your offense coordinator. It's so bad, man. I mean, three points. You came away with three points. Yeah, that's true. As the winning I mean, game. honestly, the field goal was probably off a turnover. I think it was. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, all right, any other games from week one you want to talk about? I think we hit most of them. No, I think that was pretty much all the, that all was the, all the highlights. Games. Yeah, for sure. All right, so moving on to week two, um, current pick'em standings is we have a three-way tie at first, not including myself. Jared and Adam are both in it. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, fifth, but, you know, week one is it's a warm-up week. Yeah. Not, not a bad first week. I mean, what are you, one game back? Two games back. Two games back. Yeah, Good. Oregon and I think – who else did I pick that didn't pan out? Whew. Uh, BYU? Was that the game? I picked UL Monroe to keep it close. LA, LA Monroe Warhawks? Yeah. And I picked Kent State. Uh, yeah. I picked Kent State as well. Both those got me. Um, yeah, so in case people don't know, we're picking against the spread. This year, correct. So uh, it's actually a pretty fun way to do it. I, I realized halfway <laughs> through last week <laughs> – Picking against the spread, like versus just straight up winners and losers. I don't know why it didn't click in my brain. <laughs> well, you didn't I mean, realize I, that until like no, what? I made I made my picks based oh, on who yeah. I thought would win. Oh, I gotcha. But there was two two that I made where I was like, oh, I could be an upset. I wasn't thinking about the spread. I don't know why I was thinking that way. But this is the first time I've ever played it this way, so it should be a lot of fun. All right. All right, so the pick'em games for this week: uh, Bama is a twenty and a half point favorite against Texas. Um, I believe you have picked Bama. I would uh, yeah, I picked Bama. Uh, I think they're going to curb stomp Texas. I would imagine Adam is also picking Bama. Uh, I, think, I think he's back. I'm not sure if he, he he put his mouse on the document, but he hadn't said anything. I am also picking Bama. Okay. All right. Well, here, is there anything did you want to talk about for Alabama's first game of the season? Um, I thought they looked good. I mean, it's hard to tell because it's Utah State. But, uh, right. I mean, it, I, I, the thing I took away, we had a little trouble running the ball. Um, not with your future Heisman winner at running back. Surely not. Well, it, that if I could take one thing away is I wish we could have run the ball a little better. I mean, I think we were still averaging like – 10 yards a carry, but <laughs> I mean, those were long runs. Um, and I also feel like we have nine NFL receivers on our team. So, Hey, speaking of wide receivers, what do you think of Jermaine Burton? I, I mean, I, I, I honestly don't remember him on Georgia last year. Oh, like, really? I, don't, I don't know if it's just because Stetson couldn't throw him the ball or. I remember him being on the team last year. Like, I just don't remember. I remember them making a big deal saying he's, He's like never dropped a ball, but um, he, he hasn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he looked good. Uh, Prentice looked really good. Uh, Holden looked good. Uh, I mean, we have so many receivers, it's, it's ridiculous. I didn't realize how fast Gibbs was 
I've never seen him like have a breakaway run at ten. Yeah, he's a freak. Um, he's really fast. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought, I I think, I mean, I know y'all probably talked about it, but I think it's Alabama, Georgia, the clear top two, and then probably put Ohio State and Clemson in their own little division, and then just everyone else. I'm actually not too far off on that. I need some more of Ohio State before I write them off completely. Yeah, I yeah, same. Uh, I'm not sure. Notre Dame's defense can just be really good. They got mess. They got shooken up with the injury to Smith and Jigba. So, I, yeah, I need to see them in a couple of games. Um, Clemson. I thought Clemson looked all right. I mean, I didn't watch any Clemson game. I, I yeah. think they just need to go ahead and make the change to Cade Klubnik. Uh, are you I, talking I, about a quarterback? Yeah. I don't think DJ used the answer. God, that guy was like supposed to be like the next great thing. Yeah. You talking about Ungulalele is? Yeah. Or was? Yeah, I don't know, man. He looks like he's just slow on the reads. Maybe he's getting catfished. Oh. The Samoans are susceptible to that. It's too soon. (laughs) It's been 10 years. It's too soon. Could happen. (laughs) What are the odds? I mean, great documentary, by the way. Fantastic. Yeah. Any LSU jokes you want to get in before we move on? No. You know, I, I watched the game. It was a tough loss. I mean, I, I think LSU was a better team. Um, I don't I don't think FSU is a better team than LSU. LSU has oh, had agree. way too many with that. terrible mistakes. I thought the quarterback, uh, Daniels, looked pretty good for LSU. Um, I, I, I mean, I feel like LSU still has freaks like all over the field. Like I still think they can compete against anybody. I'm I'm more worried about I don't know why, but like everyone is just piling on Brian Kelly. Like they are. He's easy to hate. I get it. But but like for no no real reason. Like I mean, everybody gets on the easy target, man. But I wonder if it's because like the way he left Notre Dame. Oh, Um, it's it is. And he's just. I mean, I'm I'm perfectly okay admitting it. He's a smug asshole. If he wasn't our, I mean, when he wasn't our coach, I was making fun of him too. Yeah, I just, I don't get like, I feel like every other coach has kind of got the pass for their first year, and he's just like, he's just getting crucified. He, part of my take is calling for him to get fired already. Well, because they're like tied to. That's coach ridiculous. Down. That is so it, ridiculous. That's like a joke. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, like, I, I understand it's a joke. Certain people are taking it seriously. Like, I understand like. They don't mean a lot of like very similar to me. I don't mean a lot of things that I say. I just say it because it's either funny or I just want to be a jerk. I think it was. It's more the fact that they don't think like he's culturally like a good fit at LSU. I mean, I get that, but outside of Ed, who else is a good cultural fit at LSU? But like at LSU, all you gotta do is do a somewhat decent job of recruiting and just manage the team, and you're gonna be yeah. You'll win nine games. Like you're not like it's not it's not like. Uh, I mean, it's not like you need some mastermind there. Like, but, but like, he is getting, like, no, like, no leeway, like, with the LSU. It's like everybody anticipated LSU winning a national championship this year, I guess. Well, it's like, it's it's all that. It's like all the non-LSU fans, like, oh, LSU fans hate this guy. No, I mean, not really. I mean, not yet. It's too, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true, not yet. Did y'all talk about Pecho's uh, interview? No, no, we actually didn't. We'll get to that, that random topic. That we'll was that in a random topic. That was so sweet. <laughs> All right, so moving on to pick them. 
All right, so y'all are both taking Bama. I'm taking Texas. Um, NCAA 14 is also taking Bama. They picked Bama to win 35 to 7. All right. Um, Wake Forest is a six and a half point favorite on the road against Vandy. Uh, Sam Hartman comeback game, so I'm rolling with the Demon Deacons. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Wake Forest on this. I'll, I'll go Vanderbilt. Just home home team. All right. Uh, NCAA 14 has Wake Forest winning 31 to 21, so they do cover the spread. Um, Tennessee is a six and a half point favorite on the road at Pitt. A lot of road favorites this week. Um, I'm, I'm actually I'm actually gonna take Pitt. I'm gonna take Tennessee. I'm gonna take Tennessee. Uh, NCAA 14 took Pitt to win. Wow. Oh, sorry, actually, this is wrong. Well, they took Pitt to win the game. They took Tennessee to cover. Okay. No, no, never mind. No, man. They did pick Pitt because it's Tennessee's favorite. Okay. 24 to 21. Okay. Um, Washington State is playing at Wisconsin, and they are 17 and a half point underdog. I'm actually taking the Cougars. I went with Wisconsin. No, 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 no. I did pick Wazoo to cover. I yeah, I just don't cover. have faith in Wisconsin's offense to be the team by 18 points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I'll it's take Wazoo just because I like the name. Okay. No um, My man. Upset of the week. Uh, NCAA 14 has Washington State beating Wisconsin 14 to 7. Ooh. Yep. Uh, Houston is a two and a half point underdog playing at Texas Tech. I am going with the Red Raiders. Okay, I'm going with Houston. I'll I think they're going to bounce Raiders. back this way. You going so two Texas Tech and me all alone with Houston? Uh, the computer has your back, Jared. Uh, NCAA 14 picks Houston to win 41 to 17. Oh my god! <laughs> Blowout. All right. Um, Iowa versus Iowa State. The Cyhawk. Iowa is favored by three and a half. I, am I the Cyclones. Yeah, I'm taking Iowa State as well. I'll take Iowa. Um, well, hey, before hold we... Hold on real quick, real quick. Did you see Iowa scored seven points last week? Yeah, but but did you see where the Iowa... South Quarterback State had State a 1.1. Yeah, so did you see they had twice as many punts as points? Oh, my that God. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, like yeah. think about that. Adam, they um, scored seven points off of, two, off of two safeties and a field goal. The Jackrabbits had 11 punts on their own. Jesus. Um... That's Big Ten football right there, boy. I mean, all I see is the slugfest. <laughs> um, NCAA 14 has Iowa winning 17-14, to 14, but Iowa State does cover the spread. Um, Florida is a four-and-a-half point favorite over Kentucky. Can we also talk about Florida being absolutely pole vaulted to number 12 in the polls? Uh, yeah, I, I think what Florida did was awesome, but I do think that they got – they are – way overranked. I don't know about overranked, but man, they flew up the polls. Unranked to 12. Did y'all, see, uh, did y'all see that video of the won't back down, the Tom Petty? Um, yes. I don't watch any of that Florida property. That, that, that actually was pretty sweet. I think they do that every year. Yeah. Well, that's what I meant. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm taking Florida. I don't really want to, but Kentucky's got a bunch of injuries to the running back position, so I think it's going to be a tough game for them. Yeah, I, I've i also got Florida. Um, I think I don't think Kentucky's going to be near Where, as Where's good the game at? Think. Is it at Florida? It's at, it's at Florida. Jeez. They, they went to 12? Yeah, they did. 
They went from unranked yeah. to 12 after oh. they, Utah dropped to 13. Right. <laughs> 7 to 13, unranked to 12. So so is is it too early to say Utah's done? No. They could theoretically still run the table. Even when the Pac-12 and, you know, you've got a two-loss ACC champion or, you know, I mean, they can still get in. Okay, I'm looking at the road. They got to play USC. Well, yeah, they got to play people in the Pac-12. Yeah, you know I don't know the conferences. I know. All right, so let's keep moving. Let's okay. not bog down on this. All right, so I'm taking – who are you taking? You taking Florida State? you taking Florida or Kentucky? Uh, I'll take Florida. I'll, I'll stay on the Florida train. All right. Uh, NCAA 14 is also taking Florida. To, they're picking Florida to win 24-16. to 16. Hmm. Um, Next up is USC as a 9.5-point favorite going on the road to Stanford. Surprise, this is only 9.5. I'm going to pick USC, but I also wouldn't be surprised if just Stanford, the worst team in the Pac-12. <laughs> They're not the worst, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat USC. Yeah, uh, I'm taking USC as well. I'll take USC. Incidentally, 14 is also taking USC. They have the Trojans winning 35-23. to 23. Um, Next up, we have Arizona State at Oklahoma State. The Cowboys are a 10.5-point favorite. Uh, I, I'm taking Oklahoma State. Yeah, I am too because Arizona State is hot garbage. Yeah. I, I just love Oklahoma State, so as I've said before. You don't love them as much as I do. I've got them in the playoffs. <laughs> For this year? Yeah. Yeah. Let me look at their schedule. Hold on. Um, just, just NCAA 14 that. actually has Arizona State pulling the upset and winning 31-28. Uh, I actually remember wow. this game. It was very back and forth. I thought – I think Oklahoma State – Dropped, uh, fell behind 14 early, and they just never recovered. Dude, wow. you got Oklahoma State going against your uh, Stone Cold Dave Miranda? <clears throat> yeah, this oh, year. Man. I think I think Miranda needs uh, – his quarterback's going to need another year. Yeah, I think so, And you too. got them beating Oklahoma? Yeah, I don't think Oklahoma's going to be that good this year. Well, they'll be good, like 9-3 good, but I don't think they're playoff good. Um Baylor beat our Baylor is um, going on the road to play BYU. BYU is a two and a half point favorite. I am rolling with the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to roll with the Bears to cover. I think the win actually. Yeah, I'm going to win outright. I like Baylor. Um, so does NCAA 14. They have Baylor winning 48 to 42. Yeah, a lot of points coming up in that game. I was say, kind of I did not see that. <laughs> All right, moving on to some non-pick'em games. South Carolina is playing at Arkansas. Arkansas is an eight-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I could see South Carolina maybe pulling an upset here. No I'm going to roll with Arkansas because South Carolina's offense did not look good. I don't know if you watched any of that game. Um, I'm sure Spencer would rather look great. No, 14. He had a 26.6 QB. I did. <laughs> But no, they fourteen of South Carolina's thirty-five points came from a kick return and a pick six. Yeah. So they did not score a lot of points on Georgia State. That's right, dude. First game jitters. I guess so. So anyway, I'm picking Arkansas. I'm taking South Carolina. All right. Uh, UNC is only a seven and a half point favorite against Georgia State. I'm this one you. is perplexing. I'm going to take Georgia State, man. Also, can we talk about who in the world is scheduling these ACC non-conference games to where UNC and NC State and all these other teams are playing away games against a group of five opponents? I don't know. 
Isn't that wild? Who's doing this? <laughs> Why is UNC playing maybe, at Georgia State? Maybe we should do something this season called who's scheduling this and then just point out one Well, game nothing will ever be week zero of Vandy traveling all the way to Hawaii. Who scheduled this? Who scheduled this shit? <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess I'm picking UNC. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with Georgia State just because <laughs> hometown team. Yeah, <laughs> Adam, who you got? UNC. Okay. Uh, Appalachia State is a 17 point underdog going into College Station to play Texas A&M. I'm going with uh, Appalachia State. I'm gonna go with App State to cover. I think A&M is probably gonna win, but I'm gonna go with App State to cover. It's kind of wild that Alabama's. A bigger favorite than Texas A&M against Appalachian State. Uh, that is wild. We didn't ask that. We asked, who do you think is going to win? No, I'm just saying it's pretty wild when you think about it. Yeah, sure. Who's Georgia play this week? Is it by? We play Sanford. Mercer. Essentially Mercer. <laughs> That's who Alton played week one. I was going to say, it doesn't matter. We're playing Corey, who's your, uh, who's your top three right now? For just in general? Yeah, like, you, what's your AP? What's I got Georgia number one, Bama two, yeah, Ohio State three. Adam, y'all, okay, I didn't watch any of your game. I'm sure y'all look great against Utah State. I just watched Stetson Bennett basically yeah. look like. He, he turned into Tom Brady. I not even Tom Brady. I even the Quavius Bennett, baby. Doug Flutie. He looked like <laughs> Doug Flutie. <yeah. laughs> we'll That's the closest comparison I can think of. Yeah, he does. He did look a lot like Doug Dude, Flutie. He's just having fun out there. Yeah, he's, he's probably our course Heisman. I saw where his NIO deals are around a billion. Now. AARP, dude, got to get those old people. Dude, the AARP is I mean, just perfect. 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 Yes, yeah, it's just perfect. a great job. <laughs> so good. Um, all right, are you, picking, are you picking Texas A&M? Or are you picking App State? Uh, I think Texas A&M kills him by more okay. than seventeen. So. All right, uh, Virginia is playing at Illinois. Illinois is a four and a half point favorite. I'm gonna go with Illinois, but I, I, have, have, no, I have no read on this game whatsoever. I, I'm I actually, have, I'm a, yeah. This is the two Spider Men's looking at each other. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> They're both orange and blue. They both kind of suck. Yeah. In every way. Uh, LSU is a 47 and a half point favorite playing Southern this weekend. Um, I would not take LSU to win by 48 points. Brian Kelly revenge game. I think I'll take LSU. Halftime, uh, halftime should be lit though. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna pick LSU as well because I think, I mean, Jaden, is it Jaden Daniels? Jaden Daniels. I, I think he's probably gonna have 46 of those points. <laughs> I, I don't see why. I mean, I don't know. You know better than me, but were people on him for the game? Like, uh, first half, yes, um, because he wasn't, he wasn't even attempting to make it past his first read. Yeah. Um, he did look better in the second half. I think the play calling was better in the second half too. Um, it's just first game jitters and offensive line that he probably already knew he couldn't really trust. So, all right, Jaden Daniels or Blake Sims? I'll take Jaden Daniels. I think Jaden Daniels got a better arm. Yeah, I, I do too. But when you said like he doesn't go past his first read, that reminded me of Blake Sims. <laughs> yeah, that's very. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mississippi State, another game, another example of who scheduled this shit. Uh, Mississippi State is hearing, <laughs> heading to Arizona as a ten and a half point favorite. Give me Mississippi times two. I think they're going to kill Arizona. Arizona, we said Arizona State was bad. Arizona is trash. 
the, the entire state of Arizona. I hate it for you because it's not good. At beautiful weather, you know, cool state. I've been there a couple times, but your football teams suck. Mike Leach is going to take you to the strip club because he's about to make it just rain on you. <laughs> I mean, he, that air raid offense is coming. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all the games that I had on the document this week. And I, I think that covers most of the big ones. Um, no new news on the new NCAA football game that I have seen, except for, I don't know if y'all saw this. Um, so you know how every team's like submitting sound clips and pictures and stuff to NCAA or for e, to EA for them to use in the new game. Uh, well, yes. Nebraska sent like one song and like a couple of crappy pictures of their field. <laughs> Somebody from EA said it was the worst submission by far out of all the schools they've gotten submissions from so far. So, Nebraska, even in a video game, can't catch a break right now. Good lord, man. Oh, that's another game we didn't talk about, but Nebraska barely won, won their game this past weekend. Yeah, but they did win. Thank God. They did win. Thank the lord. Um, <laughs> all right, so moving on to the NCAA 14 dynasty. As most of you heard, anyone that listened to the episode last week heard, Adam got upset by AM. Um, he followed that all up with almost an embarrassing loss against Colorado State. Guys, I'm going to go and be honest with you. I should not have won that game. Uh, no, I watched the Colorado, I watched the end of the Colorado State game. They well, they got some lucky breaks at the end. Could have, could have, could have easily lost that game. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah, for sure. Easily lost that game. I uh, I, I can't read the option. Um, <laughs> the, I finally figured out that if I just like full out blitz, I love your I have honesty. A chance of stopping it, but yeah. But I was also giving up huge plays by doing that. They're running like the like the true triple option. Yeah, I had oh, yeah. zero chance. No, um, if you're if you're playing the true triple option, you just gotta line up basically and goal line just blitz. Yeah, I mean, I I, I I found that out late, but I mean, it was it was it was a dog fight. Do not want to face that again. Let me make sure they're on the schedule next year. Um, both Jared and I roll. Uh, Jared played Cincy. I played Auburn. Um, the big game between Jared and myself is coming up this Friday. Is going to be a number one versus number twelve matchup at Georgia. Um, we will be streaming it on Twitch for anyone that would care to watch. Uh, I will put the link to the Twitch channel in the description of this episode. Um, as far as recruiting goes in the dynasty, uh, as of right now, Georgia has six commits, including two four stars. LSU has seven commits, including two four stars, and Alabama has zero commits. <laughs> In my defense, I did not know you had to offer before you got commitments. So, well, I mean, Adam, people can't commit to your school if they don't hold a scholarship offer to your. But school. see, I thought since it's Bama in the tradition that people would just naturally commit to me without even. Well, unfortunately, we don't have the McDonald bags of cash DLC. Um, Fine. So that's not enabled for this. I save. plan on making some big moves next next week. Okay. Well, have you even set up anyone to come in for a visit? Uh, there are there. You know exactly what game they're coming to visit. <laughs> the game you're going to lose by thirty. You know, it, it, honestly, if we were just going to put a spread on the game, I think you might be like a seven point favorite. I don't know. With the defense I rolled out against Jared the other day, I think we have to bump that up to like fourteen at least. What do you think the spread is in the in you versus Jared? Uh, you versus Jared, I no, favor no, Jared. Jared. Oh, me versus Jared, I favored me by 14. Yeah. Okay. I'd, 10, I'd put it at 10. Thanks for being nice. I would take the 14. 
you so Jared and I play each other two Twice. yeah so the first game when I was still mostly just calling strictly man defense it was a very competitive game um second game not so much of course second game I was also using uh Ohio State so I think zone works better against users I think man oh no no against computer you only want to run man yeah but yeah against other players you do want to run zone and you want to mix it up and like yeah, I, I brought yeah, a completely different. If you play well. Colorado State, then you're just at the mercy of. of just wait until AI. we get to a couple years in, and the, all the service academies are all ranked in the top five. Well, except <laughs> Arizona State, they will not. I mean, not Arizona State, Air Force. They never do as good as Navy and Army for some reason. Are we going to add a, uh, a top three Heisman watch? Um, we will when we get a little bit closer in the season. Okay. Yeah, who who did you have for week one? Um, I'd probably have Stetson. Stetson would be my top pick. I'd probably have Stetson. The problem with Stetson is uh, there's just so many freaks. Dude, that, that Darnell Wash is a Darnell Washington. Yes. Like, we already like, talked about you know, it. Yeah. Dude, the guy, the guy is like who you like create a player with. Like That's the like, player you scout at NCAA 14 that's like an 82 overall, and you're like, how is this guy real? No, that's the guy he, you, you do create a player, you make him tall. You make yeah. him huge, and you make him not you, – you just you think he's unstoppable. Dude, let me make this clear. He is not the starter. Yeah. No, There's a guy the who, he is the guy in front of him who is better. <laughs> just he is a freakishly huge human. To go along with uh, the other one you had last year. Yeah, Brock Bowers. Georgia, Georgia the home of the freakishly large humans. Yeah, we, just, we signed Jordan Davis uh, 2.0 <laughs> a few weeks ago. Uh, out of North Carolina. I don't know who my top three. I mean, you'd have to put Bryce again. Um, I mean, Stetson, Bryce, and I don't know who the third one would be. I don't Just know go Will Anderson. I mean. I don't know if he had that great of a game, though. He didn't, but, I mean. <laughs> uh, I mean honestly, I'd put Travis Jordan up there. That dude was a magician. Wait. Uh, no, no, no. I would put no, I, no, no, no. The Florida quarterback. Oh yeah, oh, Anthony, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You put him up there. Yeah, you're good. I think the FSU quarterback's name was Jordan Travis. Oh, is it Jordan yeah. Travis? That's a I think Travis so. Short. Yeah. Whatever. Well, it's okay. I called CJ Stroud CJ Young earlier. It's true. Watching the LSU game, I, I felt like like every play, like I just I thought LSU was gonna get it was it off. was last year's Auburn game all over again. Yeah, I just felt like every play was like. LSU had somebody right there, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like it was LSU like, Auburn twenty twenty one all Florida over. Florida just gained like six yards, and I was like, yeah. "Well, like, when we played Auburn, it was Bo Nix throwing like thirty yard touchdown passes <laughs> instead of first downs." Yeah, uh, it was it was a weird that was a weird game. Yeah, it was a it was entertaining. I mean, it is what it is. We'll be fine. Um, all right, random topics time. So, Coach O was at the Arkansas Touchdown Club over. I guess it was a weekend. Yeah. Um, and they interviewed him, and they were talking to him about when he got fired from LSU. And he's talking about when Woodward sat him down. He's like, hey, you got $17.5 million left in your buyout. We're going to go ahead and pay it out anyways. Uh, Coach O says that he told Woodward, uh, what door do you want me to go out of, and when do I need to be gone? <laughs> I mean, just facts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how quickly can I get to Dustin? I read – no, no, I read he was like – that. Woodward, was it Woodward? Yeah. He was like, uh, look – like things aren't working out. He's like, well, well, no shit. 
<laughs> you know he said no shit. Dude, Ray dude, Charles. Said, I mean, did you that. hear the snort on that guy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he said like, Ray Charles could see that. That is the funny. Yeah. I mean, it just makes me like Coach O boy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Coach O is great, but he is not fit to be the head coach at any major university. Hey, when he talked about uh, his buyout. It's yeah. like we're we're gonna go ahead and buy you out. You got seventeen million on here. We're just gonna give it to you. He goes, you just tell me what time and which door to walk out of. <laughs> that shit was hilarious. Yeah, I know that sucks, but <laughs> that cracked me up. I mean, sucks seventeen and a half million dollars make pretty sucks much for anything. who? Yeah. The LSU fans wanted him gone, That's and fair. he got seventeen million dollars. There was no loser in that. In that, yeah. And now he'll, he'll be back in Miami in two years. Yeah, there's no but, loser in that. Um, Deal. Okay, I guess I mean it sucked for Corey because I feel like we're laughing at your expense here. But I mean, I, I unfortunately after this off season, I've gotten very used to it. Yeah, hey, uh, you always have twenty nineteen. I, I will never take say, it away from you, Jared. Can't I will say the whole who who's who was going to be LSU's new coach saga was great. That was a very fun time. Yeah, the, that was the Tiger droppings, coach and changes board. Yeah, is it's an all timer. Yeah. It's an all-timer for sure. All right, Adam, what did you think about Game of Thrones this week? Um, I I liked it. Um, I think – I've always liked Damon. Um, he's my favorite character, so. You're going to be severely disappointed as we get further along in the series. Well, why would you tell me that? No spoilers, bro. This, it's, it's based on a book that's already written and finished. This is like history. Well, I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Okay. I don't know okay. anything about it. Okay. But um, I liked him, uh, and I liked uh, Rhaenyra. The, the, the Viserys guy sucks, the king. He sucks. As I, and, and have, it you sounds, the, uh, have you seen the preview for episode four? Yeah, and it sounds bad, but like I, I just can't get the thought of like him walking with that like 12-year-old girl out of my brain. <laughs> like, I mean, like, it's not like he chose her, though. What I want to know is how old is um, – the girl he's married to now is supposed to be. So, okay. So in the books, Viserys is only supposed to be like in his mid thirties and she's supposed to be like, I think like 18 or 19. Okay. Well, he looks like 50. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, but his Rhaenyra is only supposed to be like nine. So huh. they aged him up and aged her up and then left the girl that he marries roughly the same age. Well, okay. Yeah. Well, they did that for getting like the old show too. Like in the first season of the old show, like Ned and Catelyn, Caitlin or Catelyn, whatever you say, however you say it, they're always supposed to be like their mid thirties. But because of all the stuff that happens to the kids throughout the series, they started them off older, so that way Sansa's not getting you know what happened to her when she's like fifteen. That makes sense. Yeah. So they kind of they kind of changed some of that stuff, but I mean, Although I'm surprised because HBO usually just doesn't give an. We got to think of it this way: so they're operating it on a more traditional, like today's age of like ages of people and stuff. Whereas, like back in the time that it would have you know taken place in the medieval ages, your lifespan was significantly shorter, so you were getting married off at 13 and 14, where that's not it's seen as acceptable today. That makes sense. Yeah. 
another thing I saw, I don't know, I don't know if you saw this from Barstool or not, but somebody went through, uh, created their own script and hired a bunch of voice actors to redo season eight and podcast form on Spotify. I listened to the first two episodes. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I I think I I really can't think of a more disappointing final season to like a show than. I'm interested to see where this, obviously it's different because it's podcast, but a lot of the voice actors they hired, they actually kind of sound similar to the people on the show. So it's actually like, you can kind of like picture it in your head. So, so he's not done writing the books, right? No. So he's got two more. So basically where the book stopped in the TV show is when Jon Snow got killed. That's like the last chapter of the last book that's been published. Okay, so so everything after that, like, well, not everything, because some of it got chopped up and got put in different seasons. But basically, everything after that was the show writers, you know, their own interpretation of what I'm assuming they talked to George R. R. Martin about. Yeah, so like, are we expecting his next books to be like along the lines of what happened in the final? So season? I think they gave him like I think he gave them like the bullet points. Like I think I do think ultimately when the sh- the books end, if it ever, if they ever do, Bran will be the king. I just think he, it's a different route of getting there. Yeah. I think he gave them like the main bullet points and now you kind of left them to like fill in the information. Honestly, I'm kind of looking forward to uh, Snow or I guess like the sequel. Um... They've got like nine nine shows in development for the Game of Thrones. But, but I'm interested to see what they do with this character like after the event. Well, George R. R. Martin was very clear about not wanting to continue that story after the show wrapped up. But whatever Kit Harrington, the guy who plays Jon Snow, whatever he pitched him, he sold. Yeah, him well, it. that's the thing. Like he pitched it during the filming, yeah. and then like they like were like, yeah, that's what we're doing. So like that makes me feel like, you know, um, kind of off topic. Did anyone watch the Lord of the Rings? I haven't yet. I haven't gotten around to watching it. I haven't. Either. I literally haven't watched TV. I saw the opening. It did not look great. The good news is, Jared. Once you have a kid, you're. That's what you'll do once you're up twenty four seven. So, so <laughs> like, I remember we with our first we we like binge Friday Night Lights. It was so good, solid show. All right, uh, so I know y'all don't really keep up with wrestling anymore, but there was a story that happened this weekend that I think you will appreciate. Um, Wait, so, time out. So when you say keep up with wrestling, you realize I I, I listen to wrestling every time I play NCAA on your. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a little bit more up to date than Jared is. Okay. Okay. Actually, I take it back. Jared also played one night when I was listening. He's like, "Did they actually wrestle at any point in this show?" Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, fair point. So, anyways, AEW, which is the number two North American wrestling promotion, um, it was founded by you know Tony Khan, who's the son of Shad Khan, who owns the Jaguars and all that stuff. Um, and basically, it was started because of like three guys that were wrestling on the independent scene in Japan named Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson. Basically they're the guys who started the company. So fast forward a couple years, CM Punk comes out of retirement. I'm I'm assuming both of you know who CM Punk is. Yeah. Yeah. He comes out of retirement, um, joins the company after not wrestling for like seven years and losing all of his USC fights. Um, He wins the title, uh, gets hurt, has to sit for a couple weeks, comes back, wins the title again. He got hurt again, by the way. But anyways, after his match where he won it on Sunday, 
he went into his press conference and immediately started talking shit about the three guys who helped like found the company, like calling them snakes and like all this stuff, like in a, in a media scrum to media members. Uh, and this was not like a storyline or anything. This is like legitimately how he felt. Well, after he got done with his press conference, he went back to his dressing room. The three guys went into his dressing room and all fight broke out. Someone got hit in the head, like legit with a steel chair and someone got bit. Jesus. Yeah. So all, all four of the guys were champions. They've all been stripped of their titles and they're all suspended. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is, is this, is this WWE? Dude, this is like, so I know, I mean, I don't know how much y'all kept up with like stuff from the nineties and stuff, but like this is the closest equivalent we've had to like the Montreal screw job in our lifetime, basically. But is this WWE? No, this is the second, this is the other company. Okay. Since, since WWE fired Vince McMahon, everything's been great over there. So that's what, because I've been reading about, I didn't know, so Triple H runs WWE. So right. I didn't realize he had like a health scare because I was reading about that. Yeah, he had like a heart issue. Yeah. So uh, he had a heart issue because he used to run like the third brand, which is like the developmental brand. Uh, and everybody used to love it. But then he had his heart issue. And then Vince got rid of like everyone that like all the wrestlers that he liked and all the backstage people that he liked. So now Triple H is bringing all those people back now that he's in charge. You know, what's weird is I just looked on Twitter under what's trending and CM Punk's trending. Yeah. And it says, can AEW survive without Punk and Omega? CM Punk's AEW championship vacated after real life backstage fight. Dude, it was not like, so this all happened like Sunday night and I didn't go to work on Monday. Um, so I'm sitting there like updating, like trying to figure out what's going on. I mean, dude, it was wild. It was wild. Jesus, he, he CM Punk looks like he uh, just got out of the UFC fight. He hurt himself. He's had like yeah, so he's had two title matches in the last three months, and he got hurt in both of them. I mean, he's pretty old, isn't he? Yeah, he he's older now than Hulk Hogan was when Hulk Hogan joined the NWO. God, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, to put that in perspective, it really does. Because hot dog Hogan, skin Hulk Hogan was younger than CM Punk is. Hot dog skin. <laughs> I'm watching the CM Punk shoots on Colt Cabana. Yeah, so it also happened because when he left WWE, he did a podcast with a buddy of his. They said a bunch of stuff. Uh, WWE sued him and Colt Cabana, and there was a falling out because of legal fees and stuff. But he went into this press conference and he brought all that up. Like it's been talked about, but he brought all that up like unsolicited and just started going off on everybody. The, now that we know that he got hurt, it's probably one of those things where he was like, all right, I'm never going to probably never going to be a world champion again because they can't trust me to stay healthy. So I'm just going to go nuclear earth on everybody. So, yeah, that was, I, I figured y'all appreciate that story. Um, Adam, do you have anybody for Stetson Bennett versus the world? Honestly, no, because I think. No, Stetson I mean, Bennett who else would, would you take over Stetson Bennett right now? I think Stetson Bennett would win against anybody right now. I feel All right, so uh, Stetson, like Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett so. versus Brett Favre. Stetson Bennett versus Brady. <laughs> like, like Stetson, Stetson Bennett versus Prime Dan Marino. Vindication. I love Dan Marino. <laughs> hey, Marino. <laughs> it's early, dude. We're not going to overreact to week one. All yeah. Right. Yeah. I was just going to say uh, Eastbound Down next year. Eastbound Down coming out? That's great. That's one of my favorite TV shows of all time for sure. Dude, the first season of Eastbound Down, I put up there with I put it up there with any other to show. To me, the second season is better. 
What's what's the second season? Is that when he goes to Mexico? See, I don't. I didn't like that one. The first episode of season two might be the funniest episode of television I've ever watched in my entire life. Dude, the, I just think the first season, like, it came out of nowhere. Yeah. And we're, it was, like, when I, we were in college. and I remember, like, every Sunday night. Yeah, I mean, it was fantastic. Oh, did you ever get around to watching the uh, most recent episode of What We Do in the Shadows? No, I don't. I'm, I'm on season four. Um, I, I started I watching Better Call Saul, so I got sidetracked. But... Tell you, you need to watch. Well, not. I guess it wouldn't. It'd be the second to last episode. Whatever episode is uh, based on, like the House Flippers. Oh uh, yeah, I haven't watched that, but yeah, that, that is one of my top shows right now. All right. Well, if nobody has anything else, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Yeah, I'm good, man. All right. Uh, don't forget, Jared and myself will be playing into the Blade 14 on Friday, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, link will be in the description of the podcast episode. Oh, by the way, I called uh, Pat joining the game day crew. Good for you. Called that last, I think last week um, I called that. So Okay, congrats. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> go Tigers. Go Dogs. Oh, fuck. Um, Say it. <laughs> roll Tide. <laughs>